From Real Estate Profit Lab, it's the Property Preservation Podcast, a show for entrepreneurs focused on building a recession-proof six-figure business and the little-known real estate niche of property preservation. Job pricing, bid submission, contractor recruitment, managing projects from your living room. The Property Preservation Podcast gives tried-and-true best practices that work in planning for critical areas that sink preservation vendors and their businesses. Learn from a property preservation pro who has successfully navigated the contracting process with industry gatekeepers and built a multiple six-figure-per-year preservation business that has generated close to $2 million over seven years. I am Danielle Pierce, and this is the Property Preservation Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. I am Danielle Pierce, founder of Real Estate Profit Lab and your host for today's segment of the Property Preservation Podcast. Join us in this episode as we discuss the mindset requirements and financial requirements necessary to get started and thrive in the industry. Maybe asking yourself, what are the financial requirements and other skill sets that are necessary to launch your business? So successful vendors often share many, many of the same characteristics. They specifically desire to be business owners. They desire to be in control of their revenue. They love the idea of being able to give themselves a raise when they see fit. They have at least $2,000 in disposable income to spend for business formation expenses, insurance acquisition, and miscellaneous materials and supplies as needed. They're internally motivated, so they're not constantly searching for external accountability, nor do they need such a thing. Many of them desire to launch their business as a family endeavor. They have excellent time management and organizational skills. And this is probably one of the most important characteristics. They are really strong problem solvers, critical thinkers, and they have great customer service. So as an example, let's say you and your team arrive at a property and you find squatters inside of the property. So in that particular situation, it's critical that you know how to deal with the squatters appropriately, that you don't escalate the situation, that you know how to de-escalate the situation, and that you take the appropriate steps to notify the property preservation company. Or let's say you get to a property and you encounter nosy neighbors. Now, you will encounter this far more often than not. Many neighbors start to take almost a personal interest in the properties that are you know, next door or right around the corner. And so they often will come, they'll ask questions. Sometimes they're nice, sometimes they're not so nice. Being trained on how to deal with those particular situations will be key to your success. And then finally, let's say you get to a property and the neighbors are suspicious. So you don't actually see them. No one actually approaches you, but they call 911 and the police arrive at the property. And then once the police officers arrive, then it's critical that you know how to deal with the situation or that you've trained your team members on how to deal with the situation, again, so that the situation is not escalated beyond what it needs to be. Now, I want to address many of the common misconceptions around this particular industry. Many people are under the impression that they need to have a real estate license or a general contractor's license or other certifications. And I want to assure you that you do not need any of those particular licenses. Now, looking back, I didn't particularly have issues around mindset, and I knew that I had solid organizational skills and strong attention to detail. Fortunately for me, because I was already a business owner around the time that I got started in 2013, I had finally made the shift in thinking like an employee to actually thinking like an entrepreneur. 
Now, looking back at many of the students that we've worked with over the years, some have started very rapidly and I haven't heard from them again. So they've started their business. They're doing very well and they they rarely check in. They don't have a lot of questions, but they do check in from time to time with feedback or an update on their success. Other students take a more slower, steadier pace, which is perfectly fine. Others, unfortunately, succumbed to the opinions and ideas of others. So either people in their friend circle, their family circle, stuff that they've seen on YouTube or other websites online, and a small percentage are still watching and kind of working up their courage. Now, all of these are acceptable, in my opinion, as long as progress is still being made. Slow progress is still progress and worthy of recognition. While I'd love to be able to assist everyone with overcoming mindset issues, that is unfortunately outside the scope of our training. It's important that you do come mentally ready for our program. This is the Property Preservation Podcast. A show for entrepreneurs focused on building a recession-proof six-figure business. In the little-known real estate niche of property preservation. We'll be right back. Hey there. Are you wondering whether this particular industry would be a great fit for you? If so, we've got great news. We've crafted a short assessment that will reveal the answer to this question in less than five minutes. Please head to propertypreservationmastery.com to complete it today. Again, that's propertypreservationmastery.com to take the assessment. You're listening to the Property Preservation Podcast. Subscribe now at propertypreservationpodcast.com. Welcome back. Currently, after seven years in the industry, I am able to operate completely remotely I've only had to make two site visits in seven years. I'll touch on those in a future episode because definitely those were memorable experiences. My mindset has shifted from being humble in the sense of, I just want to cover a smaller territory. I just want to, you know, make a few hundred thousand dollars a year. My mindset has shifted to more of domination have not had issues with lawsuits or disputes or really any significant payment issues throughout the entire career. And automation has been really, really central in making this shift. In the prior episode, I talked about a saying in the real estate industry, which is always be closing. And for myself and our students, our goal is to always be learning. And so that has also helped me in managing to scale the business and get it to operate remotely the way that it does. And of course, also staying abreast of industry news and pronouncements. And ladies and gentlemen, if you did not already know, your mindset will literally make or break your career. And that's true whether we're talking about property preservation or really anything else. Going forward, those business owners that are able to successfully break mental chains and overcome mental roadblocks will stand to dominate in this industry. And the same is true for strong problem solvers and critical thinkers. National companies love to have go-to vendors on their team as it does allow for greater efficiency and workflow and, of course, less back and forth for them. The good news is that mental fitness is a muscle that can be built just like anything else. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. 
From Real Estate Profit Lab, this was the Property Preservation Podcast, a show for entrepreneurs focused on building a recession-proof, six-figure business and the little-known real estate niche of property preservation. Join us next episode as we share tried-and-true best practices that work and planning for critical areas that sink preservation vendors and their businesses.